Welcome to Main Menu for June 12, 2010. I'm Jimmy Pauls. On this week's edition of Main Menu, high school student Tyler Uronic begins a series of short reviews he calls Techie Tidbits. This week he tells us about Dropbox. Next, we visit with Jerry Chevalier about the newest release of Humanware as a Victor Reader Stream and Humanware Companion products. After that, we talk with Jerry Munden, Vice President of Prodigy, about their line of Talking Diabetes products. Finally, Matt Roberts brings us part one of a demonstration on accessing DVR from Dish Network using a Windows PC and the iPhone. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Hello, this is Tyler Uronic with a Techie Tidbit Review. I've recently been playing with Dropbox. Dropbox is an internet file sharing application. Not only can you share files, but you may copy and paste your important folders and automatically they are synced online. Wow, isn't that cool? Dropbox can not only do that, but you can share your files with other Dropbox users as well as non-Dropbox users. Simply read the Getting Started tab and you'll figure it out. I know you will. Not only that, but you can invite your other friends to join Dropbox and if you complete their tour and four other steps on the Getting Started tab, you get more storage! Visit Dropbox.com for a free account and more info. Please email me at TylerPokeman at gmail.com That's T-Y-L-E-R-P-O-L-K-A-M-A-N at gmail.com On a side note, Happy Birthday to Kim Uronic! Have a great week. See you later. And thanks to Tyler Uronic for that fun little techie tidbit. We appreciate that. Dropbox is a cool service. I use it all the time myself. On a personal note, I apologize for the lack of a main menu show last week. I set up a wireless router in my home and have had some difficulties getting things to work properly. But I have at least found a workaround and I am back in business, therefore Main Menu is back on the air. So, we shall carry on and perhaps at a later time we will talk about wireless networks. With that out of the way, let's get right to our first feature, which is our interview with Jerry Chevalier of Humanware. Well, this week we're visiting once again with Jerry Chevalier of Humanware, and we're pleased to talk about yet another release of an extremely popular product, and of course, that would be the Victor Reader Stream. So, Jerry, welcome once again to Main Menu. 
Thank you very much, Jamie. It's a pleasure to join you as always, and uh, I'm uh, very interested in providing whatever information we can about the stream to your listeners. We won't uh, cover the history in too much detail, but we have to go clear back to what is it? Sep uh, September of 2007, something like that, but when the stream. Yes, it is, if I think, yes, it is September 2007, so we're coming up very close to the third anniversary, so we're very pleased that uh, the, the stream customers are still embracing the product and uh, even more excited that I can continue to offer enhancements to a product that's in its third year. And the enhancements in this release are quite numerous. Why don't we just go ahead and first let's talk about uh, the free upgrade that anyone can can get if they wish. They can get it right now. Uh, yes, they can. The version 3.2 is, uh, in fairness, I would call it, uh, we didn't change the first digit. So uh, when you see only the second digit change in, in humanware, that basically means a maintenance release. So we added some, uh, some European languages in there for our TTS voice. We have now uh, Russian. So even, even people in Leningrad and Moscow are, are beginning to get interested in the stream. Uh, we have the Belgium dialect of Dutch that's been added to this version, and uh, we've released the Portuguese, uh, Brazilian Portuguese uh, voice on, on the stream 3.2. And uh, we've corrected a, a few bugs, uh, so minor things, but in terms of functionality, uh, the free stream 3.2 doesn't have uh, a lot in terms of functionality. So I would call it a maintenance release to correct bugs and to provide the uh, new three new TTS voices. And as well, it had some architecture built into it to support some uh, optional features that we uh, are now selling and uh, many things that users ask for and we're, we're happy to offer as an optional software suite that you can purchase. And we call that the Victor Reader Stream Soft Pack. That's kind of a nice name, kind of easy to remember and just kind of grab onto. Um, the price is pretty reasonable too, um, forty nine ninety five, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, well, forty nine dollars even. So okay. uh, keep the ninety five cents <laughs> if you can still find a coffee at that price. Exactly. So what do we get when we purchase the soft pack? Well, it's uh, it's basically a five pack. There's five features in there. Uh, we're offering this support for playback of unsupported, uh, excuse me, unprotected EPUB books. And I'll explain what I mean by unprotected. But EPUB is a subset of the DAISY standard that has been embraced by uh, commercial book providers. And it is uh, having some structured navigation. It is really a subset of DAISY. So you can have some uh, structured navigation, providing the producer of the EPUB book has put the, um, the navigation features into their book. It's a text-only book, so it plays uh, with the TTS. Uh, when you download these books, and there are many on the internet, uh, when you download them, they go into the talking books bookshelf, the same place you would put your bookshare books. And they will behave very much like a Bookshare book. You can use the four and six keys to navigate if the, if the producer put navigation marks in there. And uh, the nice thing is they download as a single file. So unlike other Daisy books, which have multiple files that you have to put in a folder, an EPUB book is a single file that ends in, uh, in .epub, EPUB. And so it's very easy to, to download one file, very easy to transfer to the stream. 
And the, uh, the latest release of the Companion will now recognize uh, the EPUB extension if you have them on your computer. So you can also transfer them with the Stream Companion software. Uh, there are literally millions of these books in unprotected public domain format that are available from places like Google Books, uh, Gutenberg.org, and um, uh, a new entry into the, into the public domain space is uh, Internet Archive. And uh, those folks actually offer DAISY version or EPUB version of their download books. So uh, outstanding. They have over a million DAISY books and EPUB books. So outstanding sources. Now, these are all unprotected because people may have heard of EPUB mentioned in terms of commercial e-books from uh, places like Barnes & Noble and so on. And it's true that uh, there is uh, EPUB is the underlying format for many commercial ebook publishers, but they they add a layer of DRM on top of the EPUB, and uh, we can't access uh, through their DRM. It's usually um, linked to the uh, in a proprietary way to the player that those uh, those providers provide for their books. So in the case of Barnes & Noble, for example, you can get the Nook player, which will uh, have a player built into it, of course, to, to uh, decrypt the DRM. So the EPUB that's available in our soft pack is the unprotected version of EPUB that are on these various public domain websites, such as I mentioned. And we have all that information in the soft pack release notes on our website. So that's feature number one. Uh, feature number two is supportive Word 2000 DocX, uh, which can be... Uh, played natively now on the stream and in terms of DOC support we uh, we still recommend and and support that only as HTML uh, if you convert it to HTML and in the new companion we provide now recognition of DOC files and if you select uh, with the companion software to transfer a DOC Microsoft Word DOC over to the stream it will convert it to HTML for you or you can continue to use the Save As option in Microsoft Word itself to convert a DOC and save it as a, uh, a filtered HTML. That's uh, You can also save it as text, but we recommend HTML because you preserve the uh, heading navigation if you use the HTML. So those are the first two features, DocX and EPUB. The third one is support of the Audible Enhanced Audio Format, which has been around for uh, more than a year now, and uh, we were very anxious uh, when, when we heard about it to, to think about using that on the stream, and we got many requests for it. So we're happy to say that the Audible Enhanced Format found its way into the soft pack, and of course the Format 4 will continue to work. And the companion software, again, has been synchronized, so it will recognize the Audible Enhanced format. If, if you have the soft pack installed, you can continue to use the companion software to transfer those Audible books to the stream as well. Uh, or use Audible Manager, uh, uh, whatever way you want. But the, the new enhanced audio books with stereo and the nice uh, high-fidelity sound will now play on the stream, and there many people are are quite excited about that. Uh, the third one is another popular download source, and that's the Advanced Audio Codec, which is commonly found in files that end in MP4. And MP4 files are uh, the largest source on the Internet for MP4 files is probably uh, iTunes. So we're talking about the music files of iTunes. And again, this is unprotected MP4. There are some MP4 files that are protected. 
and uh, we we don't have the DRM capability in the player, but we can play the unprotected ones. And for the most part, that includes uh, probably 90% of the iTunes music. And the uh, fifth one, another popular one, especially for our, our uh, stream customers that use Mac computers, but even if you don't, we've had many requests to be able to record the voice notes in either MP3 or WAV format. And with the soft pack, we've given you both of those. So you can now choose in the configuration menu um, key number seven. If you press key number seven, I think it's five times you'll hear, uh, and you have the soft pack installed, you'll hear a choice for recording format. And there you'll have three choices. You can continue to use the AMR Wideband Plus. That's the audio codec that NLS uses in their books. Uh, very, very little space needed for recorded files in that format, um, and so that's still there for you. Uh, but as we, as we know, many of those uh, many software programs on PCs, uh, or, or rather the other way around, very few software programs. I haven't found one yet. Will play uh, AMR Wideband Plus uh, files on a PC. So if you transfer those files and they end in 3GP, you really have no choice. Uh, on the PC to play them. So that's why we provide the conversion in the companion to convert those 3GP files to WAV files if you want to access them on your computer. Uh, but now without needing to do conversion, you can elect to uh, record the original file on the stream in either MP3 or WAV format. And so you have a, a direct access to those files now with no conversion on your on your PC and indeed on the Mac because even with conversion, the companion didn't help our Mac users because we didn't have a conversion of the companion software for the Mac. So that's it, the five features, EPUB, DOCX, uh, Audible Enhanced, iTunes, MP4, and the ability to record in MP3 or WAV. That's great. Um, as an iTunes user, even though I have an iPod, uh, there are times when... I don't, you know, it doesn't matter how accessible the iPod is, and the iPod Touch is great, but there are times that you just really need to quickly grab a file and listen to it, play with it. You know, maybe you're learning a, a song, you're in a band or something, and you just need to go back a couple seconds and hear this thing again. And and um, that's one of those things that a, a player like the stream is good for. You know, I think uh, with so many mainstream devices coming out, there's talk about, well, do we even need these accessible products? But I think. I, I think the answer personally is is yes. I, I think there are still definitely a place for for these products. So the supporting of iTunes, I think, is is great. Yeah, we're very excited about that. I'm I agree with you, Jamie. And myself, I have an iPhone as well, and uh, I do have all my music on the iPhone. But you know, I still use my stream to listen to music. Uh, and even though the iPhone, iPod Touch are fully accessible, I just I just like the way it is on the stream because I know how my music structure is and I can navigate it by folder and file. I don't have to uh, uh, necessarily use artist and album. Not that on the iPhone you have to search everything by artist, album, and, and playlist, which yeah. is fine and I can do it. But I just maybe I just grown used to navigating my music the way it is on my laptop. I understand how I organized it and I'm able to do that on the stream. So it's all about choices and I think... Um, I think the stream is uh, is certainly accessible for many, many reasons. That's the way we designed it. And I think the iPhone is a tremendous product, too, and the iPod Touch. So it's it's great that there's more consumer choice out there. And, you know, as the moderator of the Victor Reader stream list, one of the things, as you were talking, I kept thinking of ease of use. And I know you've talked about that before. That's a big 
uh, important thing in the philosophy of the of the design of the stream. But um, the I mean the Humanware Companion, you know, there are a lot of experienced computer users who probably think, why do I need that? You know, and they kind of shun that, and that's fine. But for many many people, um, some of the concepts that a lot of us take for granted are are a little more difficult to grasp folders and and that sort of thing and the humanware companion just does a great job of of simplifying a lot of those tasks you, you know it's it's true i i have i have the skills to to unzip files and create folders and do copy and paste with windows i i know how to do all those functions and yet myself i still use the companion and and so it it not only helps people who maybe have some uh, some difficulty or frustration with the way windows moves things around but it it's also just saves work because if i get uh, up here in canada for example i get uh, from the cnib library we get daisy cd's and the first thing i do when i get a daisy cd is i pop it into my computer and i click on the on the humanware companion desktop icon and I point to D colon, which is my CD drive, and up pops the title of the book. And I say, yeah, I want to read that. And um, I put a check mark beside it and press the enter key. And it creates the folder on my stream for me and copies the CD files over. So it just, it's just very quick to do. And I'm being lazy, I admit it. I, I know how to create the folder and copy and paste all the files, but I let the stream companion do it for me. Absolutely. And uh, the same thing with downloading and, you know, uh, uh, unzipping. I, I, I know how to do that in Windows, but the companion just does it all in one step. So it's easier to just put a check mark beside the file and press the enter key and it's all done for you. Well, I, I should mention, I forgot in, in when you asked what's new, the, the Humanware Companion version 3.2 uh, has been updated not only to synchronize with these new f media formats that are available in the softback, but also there's a couple of features in there that people may be interested in, even if they elect not to purchase the softback. And um, the companion is free, so I would encourage people to check it out. Uh, we we have the, as I mentioned, the conversion of the DOC files. We also added in this version the ability to have uh, unzip books in the other books bookshelf. Uh, many people are downloading podcasts that have multiple files in them uh, or, and uh, they're packaged as a zip file. Mm -hmm. And so it's logical to put those in the other books folder. And so now the companion will not only recognize talking books like NLS zip books and uh, bookshare books, but in other books it will recognize uh, zipped audio files too. And then the third thing is PDF. Uh, we we thought for a long time of how can we help people with PDF and so in the companion we have built in a conversion utility. If if you have PDF on your on your PC and you want to transfer them to the stream, it will now recognize that format and transfer them and convert them during the transfer to a text file. So you will now be able to, uh, assuming the PDF has text in it, if it's an image only, we can't convert it. But if there's text in the PDF, the companion will translate that to a text file and put it on your stream for you. So you just uh, will now find that PDF is a supported file type within the text bookshelf. Very good. And for anyone who's wondering, and of course this is kind of an, a subjective thing, I guess, but someone might wonder why bother with Enhanced Audible. Um, I am surprised at the difference in quality between Format 4 and Enhanced. There's really quite a noticeable difference. Yeah, it's a little frustrating perhaps to, you wait twice as long because the files are exactly twice the size of the Format 4, so they take a little longer to download. 
but myself, I've I've already got uh, in a very short time. I got used to picking the um, enhanced format because the end result is so much nicer to listen to. So, uh, in, in you know, it takes a few minutes longer to download, but that's really the only downside because you've got a bigger file and. Sure. Uh, um, myself, I've got a, a large SD card, and I think many stream users do nowadays, so it's less important whether your Audible book is twice the size that the previous one does. But in, in any case, the Format 4 hasn't been taken away, so uh, people can uh, make the choice at the time they download. Very good. Now, I've noticed a few users stating that they it's taking a little while for them to get their key when they purchase the soft pack. Can you address that and maybe what Humanware is doing to fix that problem? Well, there's there's two issues around that. Number one, the uh, the the volume is a little higher than we thought, so um, uh, we we had to tweak the systems a little bit, the automated systems to uh, to uh, to manage that, and there was some fine tuning. And in the first couple of days, and then this week. Our entire accounting, and this was known, unfortunately, it, the timing was terrible, but our entire accounting system on the corporate headquarters has been upgraded this week. Uh-huh. And so um, our our customer service team was having to manually intervene on the soft pack orders, and they're trying to send out emails saying that, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to be delayed a couple of days because they, they couldn't process the sales transaction. So. Sure. Uh, we thought of delaying the soft pack, but it has been a long time coming, and I had a window of opportunity in the third week of May to get it out, and if I would have uh, held it back, we would have been delayed uh, some number of weeks yet before I could do it. So um, we we thought we would release it and announce the soft pack, and, uh, and uh, unfortunately, this week has introduced some delays, but they should be rectified, I'm told, uh, by today, I think the accounting system is back up now, and and the new version is is taking sales transactions. So that's that's excellent. Yeah, I suppose in this age of instant gratification, we probably can you know wait a couple days, even though no one really likes to. But uh, yeah, my customer service team was a little nervous when I said we're releasing the software. They said no because next week, you know, don't do it. Yeah, you know, we said well, uh, I have. I have the chance for a whole lot of other reasons to get it get it out this and uh, yeah. this week, and so we took that opportunity. And uh, we regret that uh, we're adding a little delay into the process, and hope people will bear with us. We should be we should be back full steam now by Monday. Absolutely. Well, as usual, um, I, you guys have done a great job with the with the product. The users are always happy. I know. As uh, again, as the list moderator. Um, you see very few complaints. You see mostly new people asking questions about how to do this, that, and the other. But generally, long-time stream users are, are quite happy. So that's excellent. Um, I would remind uh, people on your user list, always go to our stream FAQ, which has now been developed over a period of, uh, like we said earlier, almost three years. I think that document is about 20 pages long, and it's it's almost a, a mini knowledge base because... There are sections in there uh, for many different kinds of formats, uh, RFB and D, NLS, uh, Audible, uh, Overdrive. Uh, so a lot of the questions that we get asked, uh, for example, will the stream play Overdrive MP3 books? The answer is yes. Will it play Overdrive protected WMA? The answer is no. How do you know if you have an MP3 book? The the answers are all in the FAQ. So many of the questions that, that come to our tech support team, uh, all they're doing is sending back the FAQ document. So uh, it would be good to sometimes post a message saying, uh, go to the HumanWare website and look through that because there's a lot of 
interesting information in the FAQ. In fact, I think it's longer. It's almost as long as the user guide now. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. That's that's a, a fair point. We will certainly make a, a point to do that from from now on. I I mean I was aware of it, but it's one of those things you kind of forget about sometimes and don't don't think to to mention to people. Yeah, and then uh, and and here's the neat thing: you can point to it with your HumanWare companion. Download it. It's a Microsoft Word document. Download it. Point to it with your Stream companion. It'll transfer it over as an HTML, and now you can navigate it and play it as a Daisy book, like a Daisy book on your Stream. Very and uh, all all the question and answers are uh, indexed as headings, so you can uh, just use the four and six keys to move from question to question and read all the answers. Wonderful. Well, once again, we thank you for joining us. Would you like to take a moment, and if you have any ending thoughts, you can do that, or you can just give us some contact information. Uh, well, I'm. I think I'm. I'm. I'm good. Uh, I, I would like to emphasize about the FAQ, which I just did, because uh, it, it is very helpful information, and we want people to have the information. And I will end by once again thanking our users, because. Uh, I would say everything that's happened with the stream over the last three years has has not been an accident. It's been because of the tremendous support and the feedback we've got. Uh, I have a, a pretty interesting database on my computer that's a summary of literally thousands of emails that uh, people have told us uh, what what they think we should do with the stream to make it better. And, and so that's really helped to make the product what it is today. So uh, I just want to pass on thanks for all of that feedback. And uh, contact information, of course, is uh, humanware.com is the website, and there's some suffix- suffixes to that web address that you might be interested in. Humanware.com forward slash stream will take you to the product page. Humanware.com forward slash softpack will take you to the softpack information page, and that's spelled S-O-F-T-P-A-K, S-O-F-T-P-A-K, humanware.com slash softpack. And the download page for all the software is humanware.com forward slash stream underscore software. Uh, 1-800 number for uh, all of our uh, support people and salespeople is uh, 1-800-722-3393. And then follow the audio guide for the the different departments that you want to connect to. Very good. Well, once again, thank you for joining us on Main Menu. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. All the best with the Main Menu team. Hi, this is Marlena. Have you been listening to ACB Radio for a while and wonder how you can help? Well, there's a Donate to ACB Radio link now available from the main page at www.acbradio.org. And thank you so much for listening to ACB Radio, where your listening is our business. This week on Main Menu, we're visiting with Jerry Munden of Prodigy, and we're talking about their talking glucose meters. Did I get that pretty much right? Uh, yeah, you uh, got it right on the money, Jamie. Very good. So how long has Prodigy been making accessible diabetes products? Well, we've uh, been making accessible diabetes products for about six years. We've been in business for about 20 years making products private label for some of the big manufacturers. And about six years ago, we were approached by the um, NFB and some other large organizations, 
and ask if we can make the talking glucose meter. That question was given to all of the major uh, meter companies at the time, and uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, no one uh, took them up on it uh, other than Prodigy. We uh, subsequently worked with the NFB for over a year in making different talking meters, the last being uh, the Prodigy Voice, which is a totally accessible product that has won their Access Award and also the Access Award from the AFB. Very good. So what made you guys decide to, uh, to take on the project? Well, what motivated us, uh, I think, uh, Jamie, uh, I'm uh, the vice president of the company, and I'm diabetic for 37 years, and our president uh, is diabetic as well, and his grandfather uh, was uh, blind diabetic due to retinopathy, so he knew very much exactly what it meant to live with uh, diabetes and blindness, and uh, he's also an excellent engineer, both he and his brother. So when they ask, can this be done, uh, at the time there's no standalone talking meter. And he said, yeah, well, we've got some engineers and we'll, we'll make it happen. And, uh, and we did, and that's how we made the first talking meter. So when did the ACB kind of come into this? this you mentioned some other organizations. When, when did ACB actually get on board with this? Well, we've been working with the ACB uh, probably for about uh, three years or so uh, with the ACB, and it's a pleasure to work with uh, Shirley Roberts and the other uh, team of folks uh, uh, within the ACB, and we plan to be at the National Convention this year and hope to meet a lot of the state presidents and other folks within the ACB that uh, we're here to, uh, to serve. Excellent. So how do you know uh, what needs to go into a product like this? How do you know what blind people uh, need? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm fortunate to have my sight, and, uh, uh, but we do um, listen carefully to folks uh, like the ACB, the NFB, the AFB, and other blind organizations, and we actually solicit their advice and their input, their guidance. And we um, actually spent a lot of time, particularly uh, in the development of the voice meter with the NFB and the AFB, listening, going back and forth, asking them first, what do you want in the talking meter? And then our engineers would go to work, and then we'd give it back to them and say, is this what you're thinking about? And they'd say, yeah, but can you make it do uh, this and some other features so we go back to work and make some more new features on it until... Uh, they were satisfied. And blind folks are a little hard to satisfy sometimes. We we want to, you know, I think it's one of those things, accessibility is so important and unfortunately kind of rare in many cases that when we find someone like yourself that's really willing to work, we work with us. We, we probably ask a lot, and it's great that the organizations can come together on a project like this. Well, you say that, and we re uh, I'll say we really do appreciate the opportunity to work uh, with uh, uh, groups like the ACB and yourself, uh, Jamie. We value the input. We, uh, we don't want to waste time nor money. We want to hear what features are needed, and when we get it right, we'd like to hear that this is right, or if we have something that needs to be adjusted and done a little bit differently to make it accessible, we want the feedback. We're not... Um, uh, paying lip service to it. We really want to know so that we can make the best products possible. 
So something that's important in pretty much any company is um, how do you know that you're meeting your goals? So how do you, how do you know with regards to meeting the needs of visually impaired people that you are you're hitting the mark? Well, I, again, we uh, uh, in the development stage we have a lot of back and forth, give and take uh, uh, answers uh, and evaluations, and we're very fortunate that when we finished. Uh, this last glucose meter in the Project Voice, uh, we were recognized uh, by the NFB uh, at their national convention uh, in um, 2008 uh, in receipt of their Access Plus Award. And last year, uh, we had the privilege of uh, accepting the Access Award from the AFB in Washington, D.C. We're actually uh, the meter of choice with the bonded vets nationwide. So. We uh, listen when we're in the development stage, and uh, we've been fortunate to receive a lot of positive feedback uh, after the product is finished, and a lot of people uh, are very appreciative and use the products that we uh, make available. Wonderful. Now, I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with Prodigy Voice, but uh, for many, such as myself, who are not... um, Kind of t- tell us what it looks like, how it works, that sort of thing. The handheld device, uh, Jamie, I guess uh, to give you um, uh, a description, uh, is similar in size to a deck of cards, about the size of a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that we try to do uh, is make it very easy to use. Oftentimes, people get a gadget like that, and it's kind of like trying to program the remote control <laughs> on uh, your TV control. and Oftentimes, I give that over to my wife and ask her to change the channel or get it set up. But um, uh, it uh, is about the size of a deck of cards, and uh, as an analogy, I guess it's kind of like maybe a GPS in that it's fully audible. Uh, It talks you through every step of uh, how to set it up, how to use it, and it won't let you get lost. So I guess that's one uh, analogy that can be given to it. When you actually take a blood sample, um, does it come from your finger? Does it come from your arm? How do you, and, and how does that work in a way that you know that you don't waste the the sample? Sure. Uh, well, the, the, all of our meters, the Prodigy meters, are set up uh, for alternate site testing. Sometimes folks uh, prefer uh, to use alternate site to fill in like the. There's less, less nerve endings and it's less painful to prick an arm uh, versus uh, or the palm of your hand versus a fingertip. Uh, myself, I've done a lot of finger tests or blood sugar tests on myself, and typically I use a finger uh, less nerve endings on the side of the finger. And we have some instructional uh, uh, DVDs on our website that show some uh, ways uh, to draw blood. Uh, if you're uh, sight impaired or you're blind, basically uh, you put your thumb uh, to the position where you want to draw the finger and put a little pressure there and then use the lancet device uh, and guide it uh, to the end of your thumb and make the prick there. And then uh, with leaving your thumb in place, uh, when you have the, uh, the test strip and the meter, you can follow that back down uh, the end of your thumb uh, to identify where you uh, make the prick and where the drop of blood would be. Very good. It's one of those things that once you do it a few times, it makes more sense, and I'm sure it's not difficult at all to, to do. 
Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, I say that uh, I'm fortunate to have sight, but we also work with uh, uh, tens of thousands of folks without sight, as I say, and uh, we listen to their input. And uh, most uh, folks are very excited about the total accessibility, particularly of the voice meter. And um, it's a pleasure for me to be able to interact with these folks and uh, I go to many of the trade shows, including the Blinded Vet show, and uh, and uh, uh, listen to the comments. And uh, we're help, uh, grateful to be able to uh, help people live well with diabetes and gain uh, their independence back. So, and I, I know that's very heartwarming. What what are some testimonials that you've heard from from individuals? Well, a lot of uh, folks have. Uh, uh, say that you know your your meter is almost like uh, uh, as important to me as uh, the white cane as far as being able to give direction. It's given me back independence with diabetes. I don't have to wait for a friend or a family member uh, to come read the results for me and help me through it. I can uh, take the audible meter and do the test without assistance, and it's given me my independence back. And we hear that often. That's probably the highest compliment you can get from a blind person as well. I'm just really, you know, just that that comment. Uh, we we certainly strive for for independence and for um, being able to use products that our sighted counterparts are able to use. So that's wonderful. Now, there's been some news recently about the Prodigy um, or Prodigy releasing a countadose product. Tell us about that. Okay, uh, the Canadose actually had been on the market for some time. It's a product that allows a person without sight to fill uh, a uh, insulin syringe from a vial without sighted assistance. It's a mechanical device with a little roller wheel, and you can hear as I hold it up to the telephone. You uh, insert the uh, syringe into the, uh, the mechanism, and it loads a vial of insulin. And there's uh, tactile features. You can put two vials of insulin uh, on a little T-bar shape, and you can identify the fast-acting from the long, uh, the slow-acting, long-lasting insulin. And uh, it allows you uh, to fill the insulin syringe without assistance, and also take advantage uh, during these uh, tight uh, economic times of using insulin from a vial rather than having to go to an insulin pen, which oftentimes is quite a bit more expensive. Okay, very good. Well, we always like to know what's coming up next. So what other products is Prodigy working on right now? Well, we've uh, got several new exciting things that we're really excited about, and we're getting a lot of enthusiastic response, uh, too, from uh, the people that we interact with, people that go to our website uh, uh, as well. One of the uh, products that will probably be out new uh, next is uh, called a uh, it's a talking pill bottle, and it will be um, uh, different than anything in the market in that we anticipate our plan is to make it available uh, at no charge. It will be a disposable pill bottle that will give all the uh, uh, information about uh, the prescription that would be on the prescription as well as any warnings or any other pertinent information. And we'll work with a, um, a pharmacy partner and uh, the uh, at the request of 
uh, the customer, can you please make that in a talking pill bottle? It will be put into one of the talking pill bottles that we provide, and it will be at no extra cost. It would be at the standard cost of penicillin or whatever the prescription medicine is. Another thing that we're working on that uh, is going to be one of the most exciting things that we uh, have been able to be a partner of uh, is a talking insulin pump. I know uh, there's been a lot of inquiry, I guess, uh, similar to uh, the glucose meter when uh, that was not available, the talking standalone glucose meter until Prodigy made it. Uh, there have been a number of associations, bond associations, asking uh, the insulin pump companies for some time, can you make a talking insulin pump? And unfortunately, uh, that uh, question has gone unanswered. Again, earlier this year, uh, a lot of uh, the bond associations came to us and asked us, uh, Prodigy have been great in helping with other accessible products. Can you uh, do some work to make a talking insulin pump? Well, we have taken that seriously, and we have a large team of engineers uh, that are spending uh, a lot of their time. That's their number one project right now is to design this easy-to-use, fully accessible talking insulin pump. And uh, there's a lot of excitement about that. We will make it uh, very easy to use. It'll be different than anything in the market, and it will be fully audible, fully accessible uh, for uh, folks without sight. That is terrific. I really want to commend you guys on the work that you're doing. It's it's not easy. It's highly specialized, and there's not many people who can do that sort of thing, I'm sure. And it's wonderful that you are willing to to step up and take that challenge. One of the things that's important uh, is to educate people on how to use products like these. What are some tools that you guys have in place for that? Well, uh, Jamie, we are developing a website that's growing uh, each day. Uh, it's at our website, www.prodigymeter.com, and we have a low vision center in there that we're adding uh, special tools to uh, audible uh, sound bites and different pieces of information that would be helpful for those uh, without sight. Another thing that we've had the privilege to do recently is work with BISM uh, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. They're a big training ground for folks that are in the process of losing their vision. They go and uh, they spend some time at the BISM group and they learn uh, the things that they'll need to know to live well without sight. And they have worked with us in the Tenardose product, and they're working with us on other products. They have recently worked uh, in the development of a, a DVD uh, it's put together by their uh, top staff, uh, as well as Lynn Bailiff, who herself is bond and a certified diabetes educator, very sharp lady, but she has helped write this DVD on how to live with diabetes and blindness, and uh, uh, she'll give a lot of the basic uh, information on the skills necessary to accomplish that successfully, as well as demonstrate how to use the Prodigy voice meter and how to use the Prodigy counter dose. That is going to be a really uh, valuable uh, piece of uh, information. I don't think it's been done before. And we're working with BISM. We plan to 
I'll make those available for free to all of our current and future uh, project customers. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us uh, on Main Menu. I'll give you a chance to wrap up if you have any closing thoughts. And again, if you want to uh, wrap, uh, give us the contact information, that would be wonderful. Certainly, I would like to do that. Uh, again, uh, the website for Prodigy is prodigymeter.com, and um, uh, we're at com, and uh, our phone number for information, 800-366-5901. Um, again, we do uh, value the input from folks without sight. We have two people uh, uh, without sight, blind, and they're also diabetic. They give us a lot of information and feedback, and they'd be uh, glad to talk to any of uh, your listeners and provide uh, any assistance as they can as well. We also have 24-7 customer service for the people that we serve uh, uh, to answer questions as they uh, come up. We've been talking with Jerry Munden, Vice President of Prodigy, here on Main Menu. Welcome to this edition of Black Cool Tech. I'm your host, Matt Roberts, and I will be uh, your presenter for this edition of the program. Before we get started, I want to give you my contact information, and I'm just going to give you an email address for this one because... um, I've given phone numbers in the past when I've done different uh, episodes of this and they've changed. So to make sure that I don't uh, have to worry about that anymore, uh, let me give you an email address that will never change. It's matt, M-A-T-T, dot roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S, at G-S-E-B-R-A-I-L-L-E-N dot com. That's matt, dot roberts, at gsebraillen.com We're going to talk today about something that I'm sure a lot of you have not um, considered the possibility of being able to access. DVR, Digital Voice, or rather Digital Video Recorder. This allows you to record a lot more than you could originally with a VCR. Now in the past... There have been two accessible video cassette recorders that we have been able to use. One was made by Zenith and one was made by Sharp. I do have both of those. But the problem is they are old and people are not using video cassettes anymore. So what do you do? Well, I thought of that myself for, for a long time. And the other problem with video cassettes is you always have to set the recorder every single time you want to record something. Whereas with the DVR, you don't have to do that. All you do is set it once and forget it. So you set it once and forget it. I've done a lot of research into this because I wanted access to a DVR. The majority of options were not as accessible as we would like them to be. However, I have found a solution to the problem, and I want to show you how you can use your your, uh, digital voice video recorder. I keep wanting to say voice recorder, but it's not. Your digital video recorder, or DVR, totally independently. You can 
check your schedule to see what's being what's going to record. You can uh, resolve conflicts where a conflict is a situation where you have too many things to be recorded at the same time. I have Dish Network. My receiver is the VIP 722, is the receiver that I have. It's a dual tuner receiver, which means it can record two things at the same time, but you can only watch one of them. Now, what's nice about DVR, in addition to that, is you can watch a show while it's being recorded. You can pause live TV if you want to. You can rewind live TV. And if for some reason you do pause live TV and you walk away for, let's say, five or ten minutes, when the commercial comes on, you can fast-forward past the commercial and get right back to the show, and you can get caught up with the show pretty quickly. You can also do the same thing if you are recording a show. So what I'm going to do... Now, your remote may be slightly different from mine, so I'm not going to go over every procedure you would do on the remote, but I'm going to give you a basic idea of how you would do things on the remote. Now, the remote access part of it through the computer or your iPhone. Uh, this works both on the iPhone and on the computer. If you don't have an iPhone, that's okay. You can do it on the computer as well, but you must be using a PC. This will not work on the Mac, unfortunately. I don't know why, but it doesn't work. Uh, we'll be using Windows for this demonstration. Now, sometimes when you're trying to access something on your DVR using the PC, you may have to shut down your screen reader and reload it, at least with window eyes and system access, that is the case. So, but we'll, we'll go into that in a few minutes. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my remote, which I usually leave sitting on top of the satellite box. There it is. I'm going to turn on my TV. Now, right now, the TV is silent. That is because sometimes when you turn on your TV, there's a message on the screen that says, press select to watch TV. And I'm going to do that. And now we have TV. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a music channel. Okay, so now we have music playing. I'm going to record a little bit of this. Okay, so now it's recording here, and I'm going to record a little bit of this so we can play with this without having the... Let me mute this for a second. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just record for a few more seconds here so we have something to play with to uh, play stuff so I don't have to worry about playing my recordings on the DVR or anything like that. So I'm going to turn the sound back on by pressing the button on my remote. There's a button on the remote that will turn off and on the sound. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to press the down arrow button. Now on the screen it asks me if I want to stop recording and change the channel. I'm going to press to the left which is yes. I'm going to press select. And it has done that. Okay, I'm going to go back here. I don't want to have that go over the recording. Okay. So now we will turn that off for now. So now we have something on, on the DVR that we, have, we can play with and we can ex experiment with. Now, the other issue that you're going to have 
is setting up the remote access. You're going to need sighted help to do this. Now, what I did when I set up mine was I just called Dish Network and I had them do it. Fortunately, the, the person that I got on the phone willingly went in and did it. Um, I don't know if all reps will do it. The one I had did. Once you get that set up, the best way to get into remote access is to log into your go into my account, which I'll show you in a moment, and then once you get into my account, then go to the bottom of the screen. There's two there's two links for remote access. You want the one that's close to the bottom of the screen. The reason for that is if you go into the wrong one, you'll get a flash um, section that is not accessible. It doesn't work. In fact, it, it, every time I tried to do it, it would crash Internet Explorer. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go into Desktop, this WavePad, and Internet Explorer. bring up Internet, Internet Explorer. Explorer. Now I have it set up. I have it set up to where I have it bookmarked for my account, so I don't have to click on this. If you don't have it that way, what you'll do is you'll go into uh, www.dishnetwork.com and then go to the link that says my account. Uh, I have it bookmarked, hey, so I'm just gonna Dish Network account. Okay, and I'm gonna select that link. I have it bookmarked in favorites. Four. Uh, Loading page. There we go. Now the page is loaded. Now my cursor is sitting on the username field, so I'll type in my username, which is my email address. Type in my password and hit enter. Zero percent. And we should. Yeah. Now you're gonna get you're gonna get a security box. Now what's gonna happen here? And I'm gonna stop this when it comes up. You're going to get a little tutorial thing that tells you how to use Dish Network, and which I won't uh, I won't play this because your system may vary. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't especially if if you're listening to this sometime in the future things may change, but it's going to play for part of it until we get to the Dish Network remote access link that will get us into the actual remote access part of the site. Dish Network one it is looking for this. So I hit yes to. I'm going to go to the bottom of the screen. Okay, I found the Dish Network remote access link. I hit 4%. Okay, now it's going to come up here. And if it comes up and says Dish Network, Dish My Room. There we go. There we go. So we're, we're now logged on to it on the screen. Now... There's a lot of options here that you can use. Now, I find if you're going to schedule things, it's easier to do it on the iPhone. You can do it on the on the website, uh, but I find it easier to do it on the iPhone, which I'll show you in a little bit. Now, what I want to do is go to my DVR. Links. My account. Well, my DVR. I used Window Eyes uh, link feature by using Insert Tab, and I just typed in MY till we got to my DVR. I'm going to press Enter on this. My DVR. Loading page. Okay. Looking for visible line. Visible line found. Load done. Now, I'm not sure what we're on. We could be on the recordings thing. Dish. Let me scroll Dish. down and Dish. see where we Dish. are. Skip, skip, TV up. Not a new table one. TV touched by an angel. Okay, we're Dish. on the skip. 12th time. 12th. CS image. BYU devotional address. Okay, we're on the skipped link. The skipped uh, items here. Uh, this is cool because you can actually see what what it is. 
Um, and if you want to record it, you can actually do that. You can restore things that, that have been skipped. Now, this is a BYU devotional address here that I have it set to record new episodes. And since this is not, not a new episode, it's going to skip it. But the neat thing about remote access is you can actually see what the show is about. So let's look and see what this show is about here. The Children of Christ News Business, 2006 Neil A. Maxwell, CC Stereo. Okay, you know what? I want to watch this. Images button to restore. Even though it's not a new episode, I still want to see it. So what I'll do is I'm going to, I'm going to hit enter on restore. Loading page. Looking for visible line. Visible line found. Load. Okay, now this is weird because now this is weird. I've never seen this on a website. What you have to do is you have to go to the button. bottom of the screen. Cancel. Okay. And there's an OK and a cancel button. We select OK. Loading page. Looking for visible line. Visible line found. Load done. Okay, now we have to go to the Problem. bottom of the screen again. Cancel. Okay. And select okay. Loading page. Looking for visible line. Visible line found. Load. Okay, now we go to the bottom Problem. of the screen again because we have to select okay. the okay button. Loading page. Looking for visible line. Visible line found. Load done. Dip. Okay. So we've, we've restored that recording. Now, I can go in and check the schedule for today and see what I've got recording and I, or what, what is scheduled to be recorded. Now, again, now this Blink. is a bit tricky to do because it will not always bring up the different parts of it. Sometimes you have to go back to my DVR after you select F scheduled. what you want. So I did insert tab with window eyes and I just did SCH and it came up with scheduled. Let's hit enter and hopefully scheduled. Loading we can... Load done. Nope, my room nope. Loaded. it didn't do it. So now what I have to do is do insert tab again. Links. And your screen reader may vary, but just use whatever commands you use to get to your links list. And then do... My account web, my DVR. Go to my DVR and hit enter. My DVR. And this should allow us to to get to the schedule part, and then I can see what, what is scheduled. Now this is what I like about this too, is you can see what the shows are about as well. It'll show you the time, the date, the channel, and what it's about. I'm going to do a search for today by doing uh, Control Shift F with window eyes. Type in today. Found today later. And that's part of the <clears throat> the scheduling part where it shows you what's actually on. We don't want that. Fine. Do it again. Not found. Nope. Didn't do I it. Search. Right. In HD recording. One hundred eighty-five. Okay. Now. HD. So what have we got? One of two pages. Oh, yes, it did. Okay, the schedule is here. Okay. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.